0: Here's another question, Albert. Sure. How would you fix the DC movie universe? Oh.
1: I'm trying to come up with some sort of joke, but I don't really have one. I'm like just trying to I'm I'm genuinely trying to answer the question. So, yeah. If I had to say I think a large part of it is uh, stylistic. There's, the visual element of the DC Universe is not a good-looking one. Right. You know, so there's that. It's all dark and... Yeah. Well, I, know you, I don't think you've watched the Justice League movie yet. I haven't seen it yet. But I think it gets worse as time goes by. <laughs> like, Man of Steel was, to me, personally, visually more appealing than... Uh, Batman v Superman uh-huh. and Batman v Superman was probably more visually appealing to me than Justice League okay like
0: so it just gets worse as time goes on
1: I think so like they doubled down on that bronzy color scheme of theirs yeah like in Man of Steel everything still they still have that sepia tone bronzy color scheme but it's limited to specific scenes from what i remember there's there's the scene where they're on uh on the ship and they're i think they're looking at the history of krypton or something like that yeah and that sort of had that goldish bronzy uh filter on it right but outside of that when you're out in the world um Everything sort of looks normal, you know, like there's no filter on it at all. And then when you get onto Batman v Superman, I don't know if he uses that bronze filter, but there's definitely kind of a harsh metallic filter that they place on everything.
0: Yeah, I remember the bronze filter during that sequence when Batman dreamt. Uh, yeah, definitely using a gun and yeah. killing all these parademons or something. Yeah. For the most part, it felt like the entire movie took place on a really cloudy
1: day yeah and i i'm not, i'm not particularly a fan of that yeah. um yeah I, it's just not appealing to me
0: it sets a certainly sets a certain tone when your entire movie looks a specific way yeah
1: like people give j j abrams crap' because he uses the lens flare a lot but i found that that was less annoying to me than than this yeah. you know
0: I hate having a filter on an entire movie.
1: Yeah. It's just... Uh, I don't know why you don't do like that. I don't even like
0: filters on Instagram pics.
1: Mm, that's fair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not... A, give me the unvarnished truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you show me something, if you show me a, an image, show it to me the way it's supposed to look, not the way yeah. that it looks with a filter on it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Unless there's some sort of artistic... Merit or purpose yeah. for using that filter, and if their if the DC filmmakers if their purpose was just to annoy us, then I guess they succeeded. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. Do you think
0: changing that filter and getting rid of it would that be the only thing that? No, no, need- no. Okay, by no means. Okay. Like <laughs> I
1: think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Is is the look of it, but uh, the DC universe, um body of films they they they've got a lot of things that they need to fix um, beyond just that, you know? Yeah. There's there's tonal shifts that need to take place and uh what's it called? They probably just they I I, they need better writers. (laughs) They need a a better plot for their overall groundwork for all their films. Like it really does feel like It really does feel like they saw what Disney slash Marvel did Mm -hmm. in in terms of how methodical they were in laying out their cinematic universe. And they saw the potential in how much money they could be making and they just felt, okay, we really have to just play catch-up and roll out our version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. You know, just really copy that structure.
0: Formula. That
1: formula, exactly. and And you can tell it's a slapdash job that they did. Yeah. Because there's just just a lot of things that's just kind of crammed in there, and it just feels like they're just doing it to make it a universe as opposed to laying it out over the course of years or, like, really planning it out, you know? It's just, oh... Well, let's let's find a way to connect these two things so that we can say, "See, shared universe," you know. Yeah. yeah. So, it's it's I don't know.
0: How many years was it between the first Iron Man and the first Avengers? Oof, was that 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 must have been at least what four
1: four years? So, let's see. I think Hulk and Iron Man came out around the same year. Yeah. And then next was Thor, was it?
0: Yeah, I think so. Thor, and then there might have been an Iron Man 2, and then Captain America. I don't remember the order off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, Uh, I mean, it's... Here's the other thing. Um, If you look at those early slate of Marvel films, or me personally, like... I... I think if you watched them all the way through, like everything in order, from where where it started to where it was, yeah, um, you could definitely tell tell, or at least for me personally, you could I could tell that there was a learning curve that took place there, yeah, because yeah, maybe no one had really attempted a cinematic universe of that scope before, uh-huh. but this was kind of the first shot at it, and there were there were some misses there, you know, like the first Thor movie, heck, the second Thor movie, um, e- like even the first Captain America movie, which is fine, I didn't hate it or anything, but you can tell that they were still kind of finding their way to building that larger, uh, universe-wide narrative uh-huh. that they were building, and once, once you get to where we currently are, you can tell that or at least I can tell that, or I feel like they're they're they've kind of found their stride. It's definitely um, more what's the word seamless mm-hmm. than it was early on. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, there are hiccups along the way. Doctor Strange was, you know, if you're a fan of that movie, fine. I, I don't know nece- I would say I don't know if it was necessary other than to introduce Doctor Strange to the world, which. You know, which is a job in and of itself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah.
0: I think I think some of those earlier Marvel movies too, you could tell that they were somewhat hedging their bets, thinking like it. it yeah, wasn't, that, wasn't, that totally makes sense. It wasn't like Iron Man came out and then they were like, oh, we're definitely gonna create all these movies for yeah. Cap and Thor and yeah. then build up to the Avengers. Yeah. Y- yeah. You had that post-credit scene with Nick Fury hinting at something more, which is yeah. cool. But at the same time, it was the post-credit scene and. and I can't really think of too many movies before that that had a post-credit scene yeah. that kind of foretold, you know, what's coming next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that you know Iron Man as the original Iron Man movie basically was a movie that stood on its own two feet. You didn't really need to expect, uh, you know, a yeah. wider cinematic universe arising from it. I think that that uh, and some of those other earlier movies, you know, when they started to realize, okay, we can. We're we having can do some something. success and we can do something, but we're doing it yeah. slowly. I think that makes all the difference. Whereas with yeah. DC, they just see the formula that Marvel did and they're like, okay, we got to do this as we fast as copy possible this. so we yeah. can tap into the vein yeah. before the market dries up and people get tired of superhero movies. Yeah. We got to just pump it out and get the Justice League out as soon as possible. We got to have Batman and Superman fight.
1: Yeah. So basically, they started off like, I mean, I remember me and you having this conversation when as they were announcing these movies before they even came out but it really felt like dc was leading with their quote best stuff which was oh we're gonna put justice league up front we're gonna put Batman versus Superman because, you know, we want to see them fight. We want to see, like, the cinematic version of, you know, Dark Knight Returns, you know, the bastardized version of it or whatever. Yeah. And, like, we'll slowly build everything else into it or we'll slowly build our universe out of the the, the more attractive stuff yeah. that we... We'll front load everything is basically what they did, right? Yeah. So they were, like, they were hedging their bets that that would be so popular That by the time they were done, people would be, like, going crazy for an Aquaman movie. Or Cyborg. Or a Cyborg movie. And, yeah, that's a horrible way. Like, they (laughs) they took a gamble, and that's way to piss a gamble. Like, way to piss that off, piss that away, you know?
0: Well, you never know. The Aquaman movie could be the greatest movie of all time.
1: That's...
0: It's never over till it's over, right? In a, in in. Well, I, <laughs> no, I can't even believe that. Well, well, here's here's a question though. If 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 DC and Warner, if they had thought that they were gonna front load everything, why didn't they just come out and do Justice League at the very beginning, make an awesome awesome Justice League movie, and then from there give everybody their own individual film?
1: I think they were still trying to follow the Marvel formula to some extent, but it all kind of comes back to they the idea.
0: Impatient. Uh, they impatient. They had Man of Steel and instead of giving him a proper sequel, they made him share a movie with Batman. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, the, they, I still think that they were still trying to follow the Marvel formula, but they were following a sped up, an accelerated version of the Marvel formula. So they still felt like they wanted to build hype into it so yeah. they were like we're going to give you superman then we're going to give you batman and superman then we're going to give you justice league whereas not forget about wonder woman and wonder woman and wonder woman mm-hmm. definitely but the suicide squad count I think so it's it's part of their plan yeah. it's it, it was in scope you know but yeah. if you look at where where they were when they first when Warner Brothers first started pumping out movies when they first started the idea of doing this this universe mm-hmm. compared if you look at the announcements that they had for the movies compared to what we're gonna get mm-hmm. it's scaled back significantly from what i remember yeah i mean we're still getting captain marvel and we're still getting uh shazam yeah shazam okay yeah we're still getting shazam we're still getting aquaman but you know there's been a lot of movement like they've They've rearranged the release dates for things, and in some cases, they've even removed things altogether. Yeah. So, uh, there it just really feels like they're just kind of playing it by ear, you know? Yeah.
0: So we've we've identified a bunch of their problems. How would you fix the DC movie universe?
1: Um, Kevin Smith had an interesting suggestion, which was if he was in charge of it, yeah, he would move away from the idea of a shared universe altogether. And he would just go back to giving each of them their individual movies, and just letting those stories stand on their own, on and let the characters stand on their own merit, as opposed to trying to force this template of a shared universe on all of them.
0: So, it, so does that mean he would have them um, not inhabit the universe altogether? So there couldn't, there would not be a Justice League movie at all, or
1: I think you could still. So I don't know what he what kevin smith uh, intended yeah but i do think that i think you can still have flourishes of the shared universe without trying to force the concept of a shared universe universe on the audience you know because what's done is sort of already done and unless they do a complete retooling where they just recap not not retooling a complete reboot of the existing universe which um i don't know if they would do at this point like all the all the marketing money that they've already invested on it it's it's hard to say right yeah but if you just go back to we're just gonna have superman until we're gonna do a trilogy of superman movies that's specifically gonna be about superman and we'll have you know the occasional flourish of batman or whatever right in
0: the Superman movies? Yeah, like, uh-huh.
1: you know, kind of go back to that model with the early Iron Man movie, which is maybe at the end credit you you can have Batman or something like that, but without necessarily leading right up to this is going to have all of them or whatever. You know, just yeah. just focus on super- telling a good story with Superman, I guess, is, is ultimately the... Should be the focal point, So right?
0: I guess at the end of the day, the bottom line is to fix the DC movie universe, they just got to tell better stories.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think it's also a little harder to do because it also requires them to untangle the web that they've already woven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's already... They've already done a lot of damage with everything they, that they've put out. Yeah. So if if you were to try and fix it within the constraints of working within the framework they've already constructed
1: you've already hurt yourself yeah, you've you're, already...
0: you're starting from a loss at yeah. that point you know you're, you're yeah. building a, a building on a on a sandy foundation yeah.
1: you're gonna go out there and whatever movies moving forward are going to have to either explain away all the continuity that you've already built into it yeah or you're gonna have to I don't know I mean like yeah I like that's the main thing is that You've already built a history. You've already, like for whatever the audience is that's following these movies. You've already established for them what like whatever history you've established, good or bad. Yeah. And and any movies going forward would you'd either have to double down on that and find a way to push it so far around. And make it so bad that it comes back around to being good, <laughs> or you have to like spend the time to try to like try to untangle all the weeds. Yeah. So good luck with that. <laughs> you
0: know. Yeah. That, that's why I think if if I could fix the DC movie universe, I would just reboot everything. I would cut yeah. my losses. I wouldn't work within the same yeah. established continuity that they've created for their cinematic universe. I would just yeah. start over and I think that's the only way that you can make it right. Yeah. Otherwise it is gonna get convoluted. Even yeah. if some of these later movies end up being good. Yeah. You know, that that that's fine. But then like how is that gonna work within what they've already established? Yeah. There's gonna be a massive tonal shift.
1: I do I do also think they've already kind of They've already kind of screwed themselves over in the sense that they put out Wonder Woman, which was a critical and uh box office success for them. Yeah. The one thing that you can kind of point to for them, right? Yeah. So now for them to reboot, they'd have to reboot that too. And I don't think they're going to do that because they've already announced a Wonder Woman too. Yeah. So they're... They've sort of screwed themselves. It's kind of the the New 52 uh, conundrum that existed when they rebooted the entire f- New 52. Yeah. You, when, they re- when they rebooted the DC universe into the New 52 universe. Like, the whole idea was, oh, um, we're going to reboot everything. And, you know, it's going to be a grab bag. There's going to be some stuff you don't like. There's going to be some stuff you do like. But overall, we're, we're gambling that it's all going to end up being good. Right? Yeah. yeah. So... But what they ended up getting was, there might have been one or two good things that people did like, but for the most part, everything else was kind of crap. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And by then, they're already kind of pot committed to it. Yeah.
0: took them about five years before they moved on from that.
1: The other thing that I was thinking in terms of strategies that they could do is they could try to build on their universe like expand sideways so so you've spent all this time building up superman batman and basically the big seven plus cyborg on the justice (laughs) league right (laughs) so like that's kind of where they spent their energy but if they decided to do a bunch of movies with Captain Marvel slash Shazam and like some of their lesser known characters, and still have them inhabit the same universe but not necessarily directly tie into like the main universe. There's a chance that they could course correct themselves by kind of taking a slower role with these other characters and expanding that aspect of the Marvel universe, or I mean, DC universe, without necessarily tainting them with everything that they've already established.
0: See if, if they if they could do that if they had the confidence in committing to something as risky as that yeah I could I would if I were if I had the power to to fix the universe with that I would I would uh, totally do a thing where we would have the seven soldiers you know yeah like right the like the Grant Morrison seven yeah. soldiers where you you take all these relatively obscure character well not even relatively obscure they're obscure characters you got. <laughs> Yeah. Shining Knight. Uh, I mean, Zatanna is the only name character, right? Yeah. You got Shining Knight, the Guardian, Bulleteer, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, yeah. Uh, Clarion, the Witch Boy. Yeah. And and they all have their own uh, adventures, you know. So those those stories could be their, their own movie, right? Yeah. I mean You'd have seven movies, and then you'd culminate in the Seven Soldiers. Yeah. Movie, but. You know, that, that's taking a group of obscure characters where you could take risks in storytelling and tell stories that aren't yeah. bogged down by all the junk yeah. and filth that's already yeah. polluting their universe. Yeah. But I just don't really see that as something that they would ever do. Yeah. Like, I feel like their main universe would have to be extremely successful before they would take a risk yeah. like
1: that. See, and that's, I think that's the difference between DC and Marvel. Uh, or, like, Disney and Warner Brothers. Yeah. Because Disney has... They have... I I guess you could say that they have confidence in their marketing or in their filmmaking ability. Because they were like, you know what? We're going to take Guardians of the Galaxy. We're going to take Ant-Man. And we're going to make these guys work. Yeah. You know? And yeah. they they did... Uh, They put a lot of effort and resource into marketing these guys and also creating something that wasn't bad because they understood that look if these things are going to if we're going to build these things up prop these things up as properties of ours that we can market moving forward um it's going to have to be good yeah. you know yeah. but DC is it just feels like DC's just really focused on this singular notion that the properties will sell themselves you know yeah so i don't i i don't see them having the confidence to go well let's do an etrigan movie yeah or let's let's do ragman you know you love ragman i I love ragman man have you heard
0: about how uh there's talk about i don't even know if it's talk i think some of these might even be in production but i heard that they're doing uh DC movies that aren't even part of their DC cinematic universe like they're doing a Joker movie and yeah, I think I heard about uh, that isn't Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker even though Jared Leto has played the Joker in Suicide Squad
1: yeah um I I've I've heard similar things and the the main thing about the the other big thing about that announcement was we're gonna get uh not Francis Ford Coppola uh who's the guy who did Godfather oh no not, no, no not Godfather Who's the guy who did, uh, the director who did, um, jeez. What?
0: You're not thinking of Scorsese? Yeah,
1: Scorsese. Like, there was talks that, I don't even know if he was going to direct it, but. Really? I think what they were saying was, I think they implied that he would have something to do with directing it, or like, around the production of it, but the he Joker wouldn't. The movie? Yeah. Starring that... Joaquin Fien- uh I think for a while they were talking. It was either going to be Joaquin Phoenix or uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, but the, huh. yeah. But Scorsese's name has been kind of um, brandied around. Is that the word? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, they're, Warner Brothers is doing all kinds of things to like screw themselves over. Yeah. So the other thing, the other big news dude, is, dude, they should get. George Lucas to direct <laughs> Omega Men. <laughs> How about that? How about that, Albert? Might as well at this point. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that.
0: Yeah, man. Get Hayden. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hayden Christensen in the Omega Men, directed
1: by George Lucas. Have you heard the other news recently, though? What? I think Ben Affleck might be out as Batman.
0: For the main, uh, their main cinematic universe? Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, so, really? Yeah, so they might be... Aren't they filming a Ben Affleck Batman movie right now? I think that one went south. The one with Deathstroke?
0: Because wasn't Deathstroke supposed to be yeah. his, his villain?
1: Yeah, I think that one went south. because uh, Well, basically because everything that's led up to it has been crap.
0: So they canceled it?
1: I don't know if they canceled it, but I think Ben Affleck doesn't want to be... Because originally Ben Affleck was supposed to direct and star in it. Oh yeah, I remember that. But then... He pulled as, out of directing. He pulled out of directing, and now he might be pulling out of just being batman in general (laughs) so is he gonna finish the movie or i like i don't first of all i don't even know if they started the movie so it's hard for me to say but uh yeah i i mean
0: i guess it's not really a big loss i didn't really think it's not batman i mean i mean he was
1: definitely a bad batman (laughs) (laughs) he uh he saw that it was a sinking ship and he decided to abandon ship that's okay at least he gave us what he did give us what did he give us? He gave us
0: that line <laughs> from uh, Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. v Superman. Yeah, If there's even a 1% chance that he's <laughs> our enemy, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. Let me take a look at this. Ben so Affleck, his, Pat- his math skills, man. Batman's math skills. If it's a 1% yeah. chance, it's an absolute certainty. Bat. Ben Affleck out as Batman. Oh, dude.
1: Yeah. He is gone. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. See? So now... And again, this is—or not again—but this is this is a weird case of the DC universe mirroring the convolutedness of the comics universe. Yeah. You know, so when Crisis on Infinite Earths happened in the comics, it was it was really an event geared towards restructuring their universe so that everything made sense. Yeah. But They've been restructuring their universe ever since. ever since, just to try to make the narrative make sense, you know? And it feels like the movie universe is just as messy as their comics universe, because they're going to have to try to explain away things, and they're it's just... Well,
0: I guess it <laughs> depends uh, how they approach it, because if it's just a different actor, then they can just keep on treating the stories like nothing that's true, that's really true. happened.
1: But, but this is in re- okay. But uh, this is in regards to what you were saying earlier, where they yeah. were like, "You have Jared Leto as the Joker, and oh, then they're yeah, doing yeah. a different Joker movie." Yeah, you know, That's confusing. And terrible. then there's Barry Allen on the TV show The Flash, yeah. but now we have the Barry Allen that was in the movie The Flash. And isn't the one in
0: the movie a kid or a teen or
1: something? Yeah, and they've got the Teen Titans show and Gotham. Yeah. I don't even know how that ties into everything,
0: but. It's like some I guess most of the T V shows aren't really connected to anything other than the other shows, but yeah. they're separate from the movies.
1: Yeah. But even the T V show has its own separate T V show universe. Yeah. And there are multiple TV show universes. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's just we're
0: seeing multiple iterations of Superman because there's one on the Supergirl TV show,
1: and then there's the Krypton there's show. The Krypton show, and yeah. then
0: there's the Man of Steel movie, yeah. and all
1: those DC movies. So, I mean, like, I personally don't care because I don't want really watch any of those yeah. shows. But as an objective observer from of uh, and a fan of comics, it, it looks like a mess. Yeah, you know. I'll just watch a cartoon yeah 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 you know I, I'm it doesn't make me want to watch everything it just makes me want to watch very specific things exactly <laughs> you know exactly even you can even say Disney has their their crap so together so on lockdown that even their Netflix shows and like their other shows they don't necessarily run up against each other yeah but they don't necessarily not either you know there's enough wiggle room there that you can kind of yeah. believe that they exist in the same world without having to be bothered by that question <laughs> exactly and I, yeah. I
0: think that's the best way to tell stories in a shared universe yeah because that, that's how that's how comics work yeah man you know but it feels like the people who make movies or at least people who make the decisions regarding these movies at, at warner they don't really seem to know comics very well they don't because when you read a comic book, when you read the shared universe of either the Marvel or DC universe, when when they're at their best, they're not tripping over their feet to show that they live in a shared universe. They're confident enough in each title's storytelling where they can tell their story without feeling beholden to the wider overall picture. Whereas with the DC movies, they feel like they've got to make everything you know, fit neatly and spin off into new spin-offs yeah. and, and everything. Like like here's an example, a specific example that, that I'm thinking of in comics where they show you how you can tell stories in a shared universe where you don't have to acknowledge everything that's going on, but it it really doesn't matter. Yeah. So back in the early two thousands, right, there was uh, when Grant Morrison was writing New X Men, he had a story where Magneto conquered Manhattan so he he literally took the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and took over the entire island of Manhattan. He destroyed all the bridges and basically installed himself as the ruler of a new mutant nation. So all that's going on, he he takes over the city and you know, there's no Avengers around to stop him. There's no Fantastic Four coming in. Heck, that same month you open up a comic and you open up the Thor comic and and uh, thor's destroying new york in that one or something yeah no, it's like it,
1: yeah, <laughs> there, yeah there's like multiple uh, invasions of new york yeah. going on at the same time <laughs> but how uh, is new york not just a smoking crater I mean, in the ground at this exactly point? <laughs> exactly but it, it really doesn't matter because yeah. each of those stories was resolved in their own title with no yeah. interference from anybody yeah. else and you just kind of have to trust look as a reader of comics we just have to abide by our own logic, which is, well, maybe that happened at a different time period than the first one, and it yeah. doesn't really matter, exactly. you know? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, I don't have to, I'm not spending my time here trying to look at Thor and X-Men and go, wait, this doesn't make sense. These both happened in the same month, yeah. in my time, <laughs> and it's just, come on now. I'm not chronicling the official biography of Superman, you know? Like, I'm hard-pressed to believe that there's a fan like that out there. But there probably is. And that person just needs to just let it go, man. (laughs) Like, this is not a way to enjoy comics. (laughs) Like, come on. Uh, Like, if you have to have a timeline that just makes sense to you, if you're that much of a completist... You might just have ADD, or not ADD, obsessive-compulsive disorder. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. (laughs) Oh, man. So there you have
0: it, how we would fix the DC universe. Probably can't fix it. Probably not. (laughs) Just clean slate. It was fun to talk about, though.